Nice. All right. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. I'm sure uh, if we have anybody in here now, you've been looking at the, um, the <laughs> you've been looking at the screen that ends the show. I apologize. I had the wrong screen up. But uh, yeah, it's not the end of the show. Yeah. When we end the show, we got to use the starter screen just for <laughs> consistency, bro. <laughs> got to really fuck with them. But um. Yeah, man. So my bad about that, but I just noticed that um, when I was trying to switch the transition, I was like, "Wait, it's not supposed to say thanks for watching already." But yes, stream is starting soon, and here we are. So, what is going on, guys? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. And on this episode, we have Notorious Unscripted episode seventy-four. This is episode ninety-two. No, sorry, ninety-three. Okay. Of the podcast in general. Let me fix that actually really quick. Seven weeks. Till hundred, bro. That's crazy. Okay. We're good. Boom. Alright, cool. Yeah. Okay, 93 of the Notorious Hills podcast in general, man. But if this is your first time watching and you guys do not know how the show works, every Monday we're on here with Notorious Unscripted and every Friday we are on here with the news, man. And if you guys did miss this past edition's episode of the news, Bruce Pritchard officially, even though it's been official for a while, official to the dirt sheets, uh, has officially taken over NXT and the possibility, the non-existent possibility of WWE opening up the forbidden door for Impact Wrestling. Um, yeah, so if you guys do want to watch that, you can now find that on all platforms. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you want to see it first, join us uh, every Friday at 4 o'clock Central Time uh, on YouTube, man. So, yeah, um... With that being said, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know who we are here at the Notorious Hills Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half, we got my man Sir K here. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's going good. Just chilling out, man. Just chilling out. And just, like we say every week, man, just wait until Rumble. Wait until February, bro. Still same shit. But, um... Overall, man, I'm uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. But uh, what about you, man? How have you been? For sure, bro. For sure. Yeah, I've been good. I've been good, man. I've been good. So. Hell yeah. Yeah, just waiting for this Rumble weekend and stuff. So same thing we've been saying for a minute now. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say we're gonna start off with SmackDown. But other than an ending promo between Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and an appearance from Lita, there are really nothing to talk about. Uh, Lita looked incredibly cringe. Um, oh, yeah. She looked incredibly cringe. She looked, like, uh, uncomfortable, almost. Yeah. Which was, uh, you know... Not great. Not necessarily what I want to see from a WWE Hall of Famer. Because you know they can't, uh, they can't, they they can't let us forget that one. But however, yeah, for real, um, they don't even refer to her as Lita, and this is what they do with a lot of mm -hmm. legends. They refer to them as the Hall of Famer. Like what? That's not their they, fucking title. They do that with Edge. They do that with Lita. Yeah. They do it with Beth. 
a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the Hall of Famer. The Grit Couple. Yeah. Uh, whatever they fucking call them, man. But they do this all the time. It, 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 I don't understand it. But yeah, so we have Charlotte here interrupting the Hall of Famer. And uh, yeah, th this was incredibly uh, atrocious. Um, <laughs> Lita... Lita gave this woman a twist of fate, and it was probably the ugliest wrestling move I've ever seen in my entire life. I've been watching this oh shit since I was five years of age. Ladies and gentlemen, I am 20 years old, and I can tell you that is the worst wrestling... That is the ugliest wrestling move I've ever seen performed uh, was Charlotte oh Cell of the Twist of Fate, bro. And oh, WWE fails to mention whose move that is. Who uses <laughs> the twists of fate? Who are those hmm. guys? What happened to those guys? I want to know. I want to know. They don't exist. They speaking, never speaking of what happened to that other guy, the other memorable, well, not memorable, but the only other bullet point that's worth talking about on this show uh, the end promo uh, between the last segment of the show was a promo uh, segment between Seth and Roman. Oh, sorry. Seth freaking Rollins and Roman Reigns. And so Seth freaking Rollins comes out here. Um, and right in the beginning, he does the shield fist bump. And he says, for old time's sake... I want to go back to the what happened to that guy thing. Who was the third guy in that group? What happened to that man, bruh? What happened to him? There was no third guy. There wasn't? They don't remember a third guy now. I could Not have the swore there was. I could have sworn too, man. But I don't know. They, I never heard of him in the last couple of years. So <sighs> I don't man. know, man. Last three years, just blink. I just can't recall. I don't know, man. Maybe this multiverse shit's been getting to us. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Whoever that was probably had to dip out to another universe or something, man. You never know. It's a crazy world. Doctor Strange is a very interesting man. That probably That's probably what happened. That probably is what happened. But anyway, anyway, I could have swore there was a third guy. But anyway, so... Seth freaking Rollins... <laughs> Um, this, 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 <laughs> mom, Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, who the fuck is calling him Seth freaking Rollins, bro? Okay. Man, bro, I wish Michael Cole was on Raw. Or on, oh, wait, no, he was on Smack. I, I've never heard him call him that yet. I gotta hear him call him that. Yeah, I know. I didn't even pay attention, to be honest. Um, uh, Seth freaking. Rollins. Well, that oh, is one thing. That is, that is one thing. One thing I will say. Um, one thing I like in, in WWE is when they're having a promo segment, they kind of have the announcer shut up, which I like. Exactly. Sometimes in AEW, they like talk over the dude that like you'll hear like yeah. Jim Ross saying shit over like fucking you know MJF or you know they're Ooh, calling him a scumbag. Like, like, guys, this Bro, can wait till after. Up. We know you're going to call him a scumbag. This can wait till after he's on the mic. But that was just, 
one of the th- only things that I can I can honestly appreciate about about WWE's commentary. But yeah. Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, I, I think, are actually the best commentary team in wrestling at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, I would say. Uh, and you want to know why? It's a simple two-man booth. You got the one guy who knows his shit, uh, who's just hilarious, but he tries not to be. He tries to be serious, uh, but he's fucking hilarious. And then you just have energetic Pat McAfee, who just fucking loves SmackDown. Yeah, he just... (laughs) Well, when you put it like that, it sounds horrible, but yes, when you put it like that, when you put it in your way, it definitely sounds way better. Yeah. (laughs) It, <laughs> he actually likes to go to work. Yeah, God, God forbid they ever put this man on Monday Night Raw. Oh, bro, bro would hate his <laughs> that, life. That dude's gonna hate his life in a week, bro. Um, he'll be gone. Until honestly, so, um, so yeah, man. Uh, Roman Reigns says that the Shield is beneath him, and pretty much, if he wanted to, if he wanted, he didn't want to choose Seth. Um, he didn't want to choose Seth for the Rumble. Seth wouldn't have even been the first choice in his household because he would, if he were, if Roman wanted to face a megastar, he would have fought Becky Lynch at the Royal Rumble. So this got to mm-hmm. Seth freaking Rollins, um, and pretty much how this ended up happening was, uh, I think he went to go say something, but the Usos came down. Who would have guessed? Oh, and uh, yeah. Who would have fucking guessed? And um, they're gonna be on failed run. Of the, they're gonna be a nominee for failed run of the year already. I'm calling it right now. Um, oh yeah, damn! Let me put them on there. I just realized that. Well, well, wasn't 20? Oh no, they were there for majority. Oh yeah, 2020 was the year that they were like gone half of it, right? Yeah, it was, yeah, that was that year. And then they kind of basically started the year together again. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Yeah, we should have put them on there. God damn. Well, missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll definitely put them on for next year. Yeah, if they continue this shit, bro. Oh, good lord. So Seth, I'll probably have my winner. Seth is kind of you know jumping around. He's like dodging them. It looked kind of cool his sequence of doing it. He stood in the ring face to face with Roman Reigns, and then he ran out of the ring as the Usos were chasing him around like rabid animals. Uh, trying. <laughs> um, Pitbull. Fucking James, bro. So yeah, that was that was SmackDown, bro. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, a yeah, decent, like I said, a, uh, I actually liked the segment between Roman and Seth. Uh, I thought yeah. it was, I thought it was good, but like I said, the Lita thing, bro. I don't know what they were fucking thinking. Uh, having her. You know, just sounds so incredibly unnatural and so scripted on the mic. You exactly. know what I mean? Why would you give her a script? Like, why? What is the point of that? Um, yeah, exactly, bro. So, Monday Night Raw. You guys ever watch, you know, if, if we have any first-time <laughs> listeners, maybe you're not even a... This is for the non-wrestling fans. Maybe you just stumbled across this because you see that we're live-streaming. You guys may not understand this, but I'm sure the wrestling fans do. But for the non-wrestling fans, and you're just stumbling across this show, you ever just watch a show that just fucking physically just fucking beats you the fuck up? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like... 
And not in a good way. Damn, that shit hit, bro. No. Honestly. Honestly, it's 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 it it doesn't beat you up in the way you want watching to. watching uh watching the death of Harry Osborne in, in Spider-Man 3 beat you up. It just mm-hmm. hurts to see like, just damn. that ending scene, bro, but it just fucking beats you up in the way you just hate yourself. Where you just lunch. fucking hate life. You just hate every fucking body. You just you're finished that shit angry, man. You're you're at mad everybody. at the world, bro. Well, look, that shit pisses you off. And the thing is, I don't think non-wrestling fans have a show where they feel like this that. way about it. But you exactly. know what? We do. And you want to know why? <laughs> because this well, show started up, and the well. first. Line I fucking hear oh, is no. Monday Night Raw. Welcome to the big time. <laughs> I'm sick of it, bro. I can't take this anymore, bro. I can't bro. fucking take this shit anymore. I, I hate just, that, bro. Th- <sighs> I hate that shit with all my fucking heart. Oh my god. To the big time. I big time. Big time. Kill me. What the fuck? I when they April. Immediately. Me. I swear to you guys, we're not even a minute into the show. And I just wish I was doing everything but watching Monday Night Raw. This is the sole reason why me and Sir K always say, man. Maybe one day we'll have to switch to an AEW-only channel. One day. It's gotta happen, man. This this shit's getting to me, bro. In here. I'm telling you. In here. It's getting to me, bro. In my my mental, bro. I I, I can't. I hate watching it. And then, then, bro, I, I, I got some notes on Damian Priest. I, I got I got some notes on, on I got some notes on, on a couple things, on a couple things that I, I know I know you're gonna love to hear, bro. But also, right after Becky Lynch's promo, we'll get back to that in a minute. WWE promotes for the main event. Bobby Lashley, number one contender for mm-hmm. the WWE Championship, versus Seth. Fucking Rollins, number one contender for the Universal Championship. Why do I have a feeling I know who lost if that match happened? Uh, Going Raw probably didn't happen. Did it, it happen? It, it did. It did. It, it ended I in it ended in a, a typical WWE way, um, beating around the bush. But that's not the point, yeah. bro. Why would you even book this match in the fucking first place, bro? Why? Why are what? you doing this? Exactly. It makes no fucking sense. Uh, so anyway, Becky Lynch comes down to the ring, and she says, "I swear to God, I can't make this up." She says, "I'm face." She says that she's facing Dewdrop at the Rumble, and she says that she makes people better just to beat them. 
So, she gets into these feuds with people. She levels them up. She makes them a better performer just to just... beat them. Holy Charlotte. That's uh, worse than Charlotte. I'm, that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, bro, you sound just like Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair is not doing any better, but not the fucking point. Becky Lynch is uh, around Survivor Series. We all know she's trying to play hero, locker room, fucking superior leader and all this shit. And I swear to God, bro, right after this, she calls Dewdrop, Doo. I'll let that sink in the air for a minute while I open my can of Pepsi. Dude, Becky is one of the worst things in this business right now. She's one of the worst people and one of the worst acts I've seen, bro. I had to, I had to take two sips to recover from that one. Now, I know you I can know. imagine the look on my face when oh. she said, when she fucking called her doo-doo. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, no, bro. Save me, bro. Why am I watching this every motherfucking Monday, bro? I can't. I, I just can't. I can't deal with you this shit. schedule from, bro. You gotta pull me. Bro. I would, bro. It's worth it sometimes. <laughs> it's it's gonna be worth it at at some time, bro. Tell me, like, and we gotta start counter programming or all, bro. That's gotta be the goal. <laughs> That's the real money that wars us versus Raw. We take all the damn viewers, <laughs> bro. Oh man! So Dewdrop comes out, and you know how she does her little hand signal. Mm -hmm. She's been doing that with a mad look on her face, and it is the cringiest <sighs> fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. She's talking about what the oh, fuck God. is that, bro? What the fuck is that, ha, bro? Fucking doo doo. <laughs> Bro, oh my god, dude. So Bianca oh Belair god. comes out. Liv Morgan comes out. Somehow this turns into Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan versus Becky and Dewdrop. Or Doodoo. Oh, of course. And um, Becky Lynch takes care of Liv Morgan. Dewdrop attacks her, tags herself in, and then hits her finisher on Liv and pins Liv. Also, Bianca Belair and Liv Morgan did declare for the Royal Rumble. So I'm happy that the chances of this being a fatal four-way at the Rumble are, are you know, non-existent. Um, Thank you. But, but this, oh shit just, this shit just fucking sucks, man. This shit just fucking sucks. It, it genuinely Dude, does. Um, this shit is just disturbing. <laughs> that was the open to Monday Night Raw. Welcoming me to the big time. That's, that's it. That'll be my opening to the fucking suicide note. Keep watching this shit. Opening. Welcome to the big time. And just do it, bruh. Just fucking do it. Shit um, fucking doo -doo. sucks. Doo -doo. This shit fucking sucks. Doo-doo. Is... We get this backstage segment with Damian Priest and Kevin Owens. Oh, well, first of all, it's Damian Priest talking to Edge. 
and uh, to asking him tips on how to win the Royal Rumble. And Kevin Owens comes up and he says, he says to Damian Priest, Kevin Owens is fucking hilarious. He's telling him, he says to him, he says, we're going to have a match later tonight, but I don't want to see the Damian side. And Kevin Owens is hilarious, but whenever it comes to the Damian side of Damian Priest, I fucking hate it. And he goes, if you, you're, oh, with his deep fucking voice, that's just so fucking not it. Yeah, it like when it was in NXT, it, it was him making a deep talk? voice. Yeah, he was just talking. He but this it, like recently, bro. When he he goes, I won't have to be Damien if you weren't a liar. You're what? You, and I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> I'm like, and he, and then he's like, you expect me to believe that you just want to have a match. Do you just want to have a friendly old match with me? And then he goes, what does he say? He's like, so you're such an honest man. Because you know how Kevin Owens' new gimmick is him being a liar? This is what this man re-signed for. I love KO, and I respect his decision, but your gimmick is a liar. You're just a liar. That's that's the gimmick. Just a liar. So, you're not an honorable man. So it, it so it gets worse because KO comes out to the ring to do a Kevin Owens show with uh, Seth Rollins, uh, his, well his best friend, Seth freaking Rollins, as he said. Uh, these two together are fucking hilarious. This was uh, one of the best parts about the show, other than the RK Bro stuff that happened later in the night. Um, uh, these two genuinely, like I said, are just. Just a, a great part of the show, these two together. They're fucking hilarious. Um, but, so, Owens, Owens and Seth Rollins are talking about how Roman Reigns is scared of him and how Seth is, how Kevin Owens believes in Seth and how, and he says he has a earth-shattering announcement and then he announces that he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. He was wearing his Kevin Owens shirt with a with a clip-on white tie so, so <laughs> Kevin Owens is just great. And fucking Damian Priest comes out. And he goes, Hey, Seth. I don't think there's one person on this planet that believes you can beat Roman Reigns. The crowd starts booing. I don't know if WWE understands this. At this point, Seth is so great, he's a babyface. I don't he's, know he's if they, I don't know if they understand that, but why Damian Priest looked like a complete fucking dork, complete fucking dork. It, it I, like he's trying to be a babyface, but WWE isn't grasping the fact that Seth Rollins is over, just by his body language and just his charisma and stuff. The guy's just exactly. fucking over, and they're not. They don't understand that. And then he goes, and Owens. About that priest or about that Damien side, you won't have to see that unless you wake him up. What? And then he and then he said, and then he says <laughs> that that his match with Owens is uh, Sonya Deville and uh, Adam Pearce said it's going to be right now. So Seth leaves, and you know this match gets underway, and the whole fucking match, even before this, Byron fucking saxed him. <laughs> It's on commentary the whole fucking time saying 
Are we, I, bro? He said this shit like once every thirty seconds. Are we going to see the Damien side? And then he gets Jimmy Smith going, and it's a fucking snowball. Oh, you don't want to see his Damien side. <laughs> I knew. Was he turned into a fucking pedophile? I knew when they gave. I knew when they gave him this fucking name. Once Vince McMahon heard the name. I knew this is exactly... I remember everybody used to say this shit back in the day, bro. Everybody used to say, when Vince hears Damian Priest, he's gonna fucking add two versions of his character, and he's gonna make it the worst thing ever. I remember when everybody was talking, was saying that, and it is legitimately a thing nowadays. The Damian side. And they wouldn't stop talking about what it's gonna take to bring out Damian he honestly just looks like he's on crack. His eyeballs get real big. He starts you. showing. He starts gritting his fucking teeth like he's carrying cross. Exactly, bro. <laughs> like, bro. Like, bro, are you okay? You need a fucking therapist, bro. Fuck Alexa. You need to go to a therapist, bro. Like, dude. Get that man in that chamber. And then, and then, the whole fucking match with Kevin Owens. I, I can't make this shit up, man. I swear to God, I can't. Kevin Owens, I swear to God, has given him normal wrestling moves throughout various points in this match. I remember the first time it happened, I swear to God, Kevin Owens just hit him with a regular chop, a flare chop. Just pow. Boom. This dude just gets pissed. He just gets fucking, like, raged. And he's like, and then, By- and then this gets Byron Saxon going, he- oh, no. Owens is playing dirty. What? He gave him a chop. He gave him a fucking chop. Regular, it wasn't even a Walter chop. It was a regular flare chop, like just a regular ass, just mm, right on the chest, bruh. And this dude just pissed. And I, I have no clue why. I have no idea. I have no bro, idea, bro. Damn, priest like that weird kid. <clears throat> you fucking, you brush past him and he just fucking just twitches and you start going crazy, bruh. Just because you bumped his shoulder and shit. That's Damien Priest, bruh. Dude, this. Bro, that shit makes no sense. That shit looks stupid. At various points in this match, bro, like Kevin Owens would do just a random move, like literally just the most random of moves in there. But then Byron Saxon talking about he's gonna bring out his Damien side. What the fuck did he do? He can't wrestle. Exactly. Like, oh my like, god, bro. We oh just do just lay down and eat a pit for the man. Apparently. Like, Apparently, bro, that's what you gotta do to, to keep him keep him on the priest side of things. This shit fucking sucks. So Kevin Owens, Kevin Kevin Owens takes that little uh, sit out choke slam that Priest does, and then he he starts holding his leg like he's injured. They call the trainer over there. Damian Priest is kind of just standing in the middle of the ring, and Owens takes advantage, hits him with a stunner, and that was it. He runs up the ramp and Damian Priest is standing on the fucking standing in the ring yeah. with his uh, eyeball big as shit. Yeah, I already know. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this dude's mad about. Um, Roman took I don't know. Rockstar life too seriously. Get bro, a lot of cocaine, bro. Uh, oh my god, dude, this dude's just living. Rockstar getting way too serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what the hell, bro? So. This Damien Priest shit, bro. Oh my god. What a Terrible. horrible, horrible promo horrible. from Damien Priest. And this was the guy that was white hot. Isn't he still the US champ? Oh yes, yeah, he is. I think so. Good I lord. So. God. 
That makes no sense. <clears throat> um, Chad Gable and Otis uh, have the Alpha Academy graduation ceremony. This is actually really entertaining. Chad Gable is fucking great. Chad Gable oh, yeah. is hilarious. Um, they are standing in the ring with their gowns on, and Otis is the valedictorian. He's graduating from Alpha Academy, and Chad Gable just, you know, hypes up Otis and, you know, uh, shits on the crowd um, and stuff like that, and then Riddle comes out wearing uh, his own gown, his own graduation gown, talking about how... Um, uh, he was making a bunch of uh, he was making a bunch of weed innuendos. He was talking about oh, yeah. how he was talking about how he's gonna uh, roll something up. Uh, he's yeah he was talking about how he's gonna how he's gonna or how he how graduating reminds him of like lighting lighting something up multiple times. He said something <laughs> like that. And that I'm was funny. Dead. But yeah, so Otis comes out the ring to try to get riddle. Orton comes in from behind while Gable's still in the ring, gives him an RKO. Riddle takes out Otis, and yeah, that was uh, that was that segment. It was pretty entertaining. Pretty entertaining. Hell yeah, bro. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Alpha Academy are great. Uh, I'm just worried really about good. WWE uh, splitting, not RK caring about probably. them. Yeah, and also uh, one of the things about this. They kind of maybe teased, you know, the old Otis. Oh, okay. They, yeah, they, oh, they teased, like, the old Otis because Chad Gable said to Riddle, if you guys want another rematch, you guys are going to have to pass a um, an academics test uh, against mm. me and Otis. And Otis got that old heavy machinery look on his face where his eyeballs oh, yeah. got real big. And it, yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And I, out. and I was like, oh, fuck, oh, no. Can we oh, keep no. Otis like this, bro? He's atrocious. Yeah. He was atrocious when he was fucking coming out like that. Um, <laughs> Finn Balor. Oh, wow. Makes He's his so return funny. to lose <laughs> to Austin Theory. <laughs> oh, bro. He's they, out, he's ready to fucking I think paper, I think yeah I think they're ready to can him I I really do they at this point um definitely Durante McDaniel back in the chat what's going on man thanks Thank for stopping you. by he says did you guys enjoy Raw the bleach was tasty or was the bleach tasty dude oh man I man. If you go, I mean, whenever the stream, you know, goes up, if you want to rewatch it, the first, you know, five minutes, we're talking about the emotional toll that Monday Night Raw puts on you, man. And we were talking, we were just talking about, you know, when is the day going to come when, when the Notorious Heels podcast just talks about AEW television? Because this shit is incredibly, incredibly boring. Uh, uh, You seem to stop by every show, so... Uh, I appreciate that, but I know you've definitely heard us talking about how we hate when Corey Graves um, says, welcome to the big time. And that is how Monday Night Raw started, and I was fucking ready to shut it off in the first minute of recording. Instantly. Literally, man. Literally. <sighs> Ridiculous, man. But yeah, so, so Finn Balor comes back. 
Uh, they literally announced it right before his like his match was next, and they're like, "Yeah, Finn Balor is returning to Raw," and then he comes out and loses to Austin Theory, and 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 it was clean. It was a clean victory, and yeah, oh, yeah, he's 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 one step out the door, bro, one hundred percent. I I I really think so. I really really think so. Um, I think he's over WWE. I think in a way, I um not in a way. Uh, it's very obvious WWE's been over him for a while. Um. Mm-hmm. They know that he's a Triple H guy, so much so yep. that Triple H wanted to take him back down to NXT and redo his whole character as the Prince, uh, which exactly. he did beautifully. And WWE hates that. They know that. And Finn Balor, ever since he said that he don't need WWE and WWE doesn't need him, it, uh, has been punished. Yes, mm-hmm. he has been punished ever since, so... I really think they're about to can this dude, uh, or maybe his contract's coming up, or they, you know, like I said, they just want to can him, and they're just going to fucking release him uh, at random. But uh, I don't know, man, but he he, he loses to, to Austin Theory, man. This is a guy that you have on your roster that maybe he requested his release, and he was one of the guys that they don't want to let go. He could be. Because the be. demon, I'm sure, is profitable. Probably they try. They do like to make money off the demon, man. So, who knows, man? Who knows? It's, it's fucked to see, bro. Because that I remember that story dropped, and then the Ali story dropped. So maybe that's connected. I, we don't know yet, man. We really don't know yet. Yeah, but I mean, you're bringing Finn Balor back on Monday Night Raw just to put him just to lose. In a quick match against Austin Theory, just to lose, it sounds it sounds pretty um, it sounds pretty fishy pretty to me, man. Like I said, I, I genuinely feel that they may be close to to canning him. So for any Finn Balor mm-hmm. fans uh, like ourselves, <clears throat> get ready, bro, because I, I genuinely think in this I think in this year uh, it, it, he'll be he'll be done for sure. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, Most definitely, man. Nikki, C R I N G E. Um, and Rhea Ripley. These two were supposed to have a match, and they replayed the clip of Nikki, C R I N G E. Backstage, uh, um, on the ramp last night, or no, last Monday, sorry, saying <laughs> almost superheroes don't need friends. And that was the line I complained about last week because it just fucking just hurt my soul to hear something that atrocious. But, um, superheroes don't have friends. What? Are you five? Bro, <laughs> so Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley says to, uh, or no, sorry, Rhea Ripley's in the ring getting ready for her match against Nikki, Nikki Trash, <laughs> and Queen Zelina and Carmella come out, and Queen Zelina talking British is another thing that I just can't fucking deal with anymore. She comes out, and the first thing she says is, Hear ye, hear ye. 
And I almost lost it. And her British fucking Dude. accent. It is fucking awful. And then I look at Andrade. And I look at how bad this dude needs a good manager that's not named Ric Flair or fucking fucking Jose or Vicky Guerrero. And I look at what she's doing. And (sighs) she chose wrong, bro. She really did. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Um, So, um, uh, they're coming out. They came out and they told Rhea Ripley that they told her so that she needed to dump Nikki because she was uh, gonna weigh her down. And while Rhea was paying attention to them, Nikki trash beats the shit out of her again and leaves her in the middle of the ring. Oh man. Um. Ah. Uh, yes, That's Nikki. What they do with Rhea yep. Uh, they embarrass Rhea Ripley again for the second week in a row against Nikki Trash. Just release this woman already. I said, I've said i said this for the longest time. When I look at Rhea Ripley, I just see somebody that fits so well in AEW. I do. Oh, perfect, bro. She's I mean, perfect for that company. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for anybody that's listened to the podcast for a really long time, I know you've heard me say this on multiple occasions, but when I look at her, I just see, I just get vibes of somebody that needs to be on that AEW women's roster. She just, she just belongs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, bro. But embarrassed yet again by Nikki Trash. The worst part is, bro, Nikki's winning that feud too. She's going to get embarrassed. In these couple months, in these like month and a half, a feud. Oh, sucks to see. It genuinely does, bro. It genuinely does. Omas. <laughs> oh, Amos. Omo. Omo. Omo destroys Reggie amidst. 24-7 title <clears throat> chaos. Who the oh, fuck titles these damn videos? Dude, I'm telling you. Damn, so Reggie was him. Reggie was ringside with Dana Brooke, and Dana Brooke's 24-7 champion, and in the middle of the match, Omo was beating up all the 24-7 guys that were running in the ring, chasing after Dana Brooke, and he destroys Reggie. Oh, uh, the first you... thing in this God. match... The first thing in this match that I just couldn't fucking stand. Omas is standing face to face with Reggie. And he does his big scream thing where he, where he uh, you know, puts his arms out and he goes. Aah. Yeah, that was the first. That was the first thing. Sounds this like man, he's up. Bro. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. But. Oh man. This shit, man. This shit. Alright. They already got him in that. I'm gonna say, I don't think he's gonna be in any major world title picture now. They already got him in the in the um 24-7 title picture. At most he'll be US champ. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yeah. They already gave up. Yeah, because this guy is this guy fucking sucks. This guy fucking sucks, man. Omas is not it. 
is not no. it whatsoever, bro. This dude is dude can't do nothing. Yes, this dude is hilarious. Um, not hilarious, atrocious is what I meant atrocious. to say. He is hilarious because he's so bad, but he is fucking exactly. atrocious, man. Um, he's just terrible. Maurice, later in the night, in that segment where Edge was talking to Damian Priest, um, got a letter from Maurice saying that she wants to meet mm-hmm. her in the ring with just the two of them. And Edge comes out with her. They're standing on the ramp. Maurice is talking about how they shouldn't fight at the Rumble because they're both moms and their kids need to go on play dates and they don't need to fight. And this, that, and the fucking third. And Beth Phoenix says, well, how about I come in the ring and glam slam you through the mat? So she goes in the ring and she said, oh, and the thing tonight was the Miz was not in the building because he made obligations oh. in Hollywood. Well, turns out, turns out that he was in the building because while Beth was in the ring with Maurice, the Miz comes out and goes to attack Edge. Edge lays him the fuck out. Beth Phoenix <laughs> turns around. Beth, Beth Phoenix turns around and Maurice hits her with her purse. And they knocked Beth out, and then they go up to ramp, go up the ramp to reveal that there was a brick, which Corey Graves said was a designer brick, in a designer brick. Yep, in Maurice's purse, she had a designer brick in her purse. A whole ass brick. So, in kayfabe, she just murdered Beth Phoenix. Because if you bash someone with a fucking brick. They're going to not make it after that. Oh, my God. Bro, why do they... Like, they're talking about AEW being this bloody, atrocious, violent thing where they try to make the most cartoon violence, but when you look at it with logic, it's just murder. She just murdered Beth Phoenix. Yeah, and also, she hit Beth in the back with it, and Beth was out cold. She was knocked the fuck out. So if like, I hit somebody in the back with a brick, I'm going to knock him out? Like, bro, how does this shit look, paralyzing bro? Them. They were paralyzing that motherfucker, bro. You're not knocking them out. Yeah, they might be knocked out because they can't move physically anymore. That's your spine, bro. Oh, my God. Like, they try to, like, do this cartoon violence, but it always just ends up being when you actually think about it. The most fucked up shit. It's not even cool violence. It's just that's just a crime. <laughs> like with AEW, it's like oh, we bloody each other up. It's crazy throwing each other through all this. It's nuts. In WWE, it's I'm gonna hit you over the head over a brick. I'm gonna give you a skull fracture. I'm gonna fucking uh, Alexa Bliss just murdered somebody. So, like, what? so, 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 so let me get this straight. So, WWE goes out calling out AEW for gory, edgy, uh, self, what they call it, self-mutilating. But they got Maurice hitting Beth Phoenix, what was supposed to be in the back of the head, but that was to the back. I mean, if you just watch it over. So, you you got Maurice hitting Beth Phoenix... What was supposed to be in the back of the damn head with a fucking brick? 
naturalized murder. Naturalized <laughs> 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 murder. It's like, what? Bro. Like, that's what you see on the news, bro. Man, a woman hits other woman over the head with a brick. Dies instantly. What the fuck? <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> make that make sense, bro. Literally. So you call out AEW oh. for doing gory shit. Meanwhile, you are hitting people in the back of heads with bricks. I'll never forget when, um, fucking, what's her name, um, Alexa Bliss, quite literally murdered Shayna Baszler. I will never forget that. Was that was the ending of Raw. Shayna Baszler was killed she... by the doll. <laughs> like, what? How do you, oh, bro, I don't get that shit. That was literally that shit at all. the ending of Raw that week. Shayna Baszler was, was murdered by Lily. <laughs> and now we have Beth Phoenix, who was murdered by Maurice. Come on, bro. Come on. Maurice. <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Oh, Dude, I don't get that logic. God. Self. What was the word again? Mutilation. Mutilation. Mm -hmm. Self-mutilation. Here. With. Maurice. Hitting Beth Phoenix in the back of her damn skull with a fucking brick. Good <laughs> God, man. So <laughs> that's a crime. It's just a straight up crime. It's not cool. It's not all hitting each other with candlesticks, light tubes. Bro, it's just a brick. That's not a fun wrestling weapon. It's just death. Bro. I work with bricks, bro. You know how heavy them bitches are. God Alexa damn. Bliss oh, God. and her journey through counseling. Her journey back to Monday Night Raw. I'm going to need a journey of counseling just to get through Monday Night Raw. Honestly, bro. Yeah, we should, we should have a special episode where we have a fucking counselor on here. <laughs> we got a fucking counselor. Fucking... We got to explain to them what happens on Raw. They'll probably need another counselor themselves. Alexa Bliss. Reaction. <laughs> Alexa Bliss is sitting in this uh, therapy room with uh, her therapist. And he says he's going to say a word and he wants her to say the first thing she thinks of. Oh, God. Um, what were the words he said? He said home. She said lily. Uh, this, that, lily, lily. Anything he said... Uh, she Clearly. said Lily. You know what I mean? Uh, friend, home, uh, trust, um, you know, just a bunch of words. A bunch of, you know, mm -hmm. just good qualities he was saying. And she just said Lily. And then he says, imagination. And she gave him that fucking look, that mad Cena mm -hmm. look. Oh, my God. <laughs> just oh, mad as shit. <laughs> I'm just mad as fuck, bro. I love it, <laughs> I love it, bro. Um, and she gives him that mad Cena look, and he says, "And he says, okay, we're done for the day." And he walks out, and then <laughs> she sits back down, and that was it. <laughs> oh, oh bro. My so close, bro. This oh, is Wyndham's vision here. This, this is, is the continuation of Wyndham's WWE legacy. To this is Lily, Lil, bro. Why can't they just not do that, bro? Like, 
Oh man, this shit just sucks, bro. It's just unbearable. I swear to God, man. It really is. I swear to God. The Miz and Maurice announced next week that they're going to be having a birthday party extravaganza segment for one of their daughters. I don't know how this is going to work because if somebody's going to get a cake to the face, do you really want their young ass kids around? Literally, what? Like, I don't understand that one bit. We'll have to see how it goes down. I don't know if they're... Yeah, I know he's got, he's got like a, I know he's got like, I think, I think like three. Yeah, like th three, three or four. And, um, and then he's got like little, two little, little ones, I think, or maybe one other little yeah. one, but I don't fucking know, man. Uh, and then the main event, Bobby Lashley versus Seth freaking Rollins. <laughs> uh, this match, I mean, this match was okay. The ending, mm -hmm. the ending to Monday Night Raw was... The Hurt Business coming down mm. and attacking Bobby Lashley because <laughs> he turned his back on them last week and they felt betrayed, so they cost him the match. Uh, I mean, de you definitely could have had a more Dude. worse option and had one of the guys lose clean, but if, if this was your ending, why in why the even... fuck would you book this match, bro? Dude, why... Did they have those fucking two idiots start wearing her business shirts again? What was the point of all this? First of all, they just started wearing those shirts again. Never brought up the her business. And now they're turning on them? Bro, you weren't with him even when you were wearing those shirts again. You never even mentioned each other. What are you getting pissed at, bro? Oh my god. Dude, I hate this show. I don't like don't, don't destroy the her business legacy yeah. like that, bro. Yeah, just poor, let it just let it be what it was. Poor Cedric's uh, poor Cedric's daughter has to see her dad getting beat up every week on television. Every fucking week. That shit ain't right, bro. Good shit ain't lord, right. made to look like a fucking dweeb. Um, yeah. So I thought the group was back together. They kind of were. Like, uh, when they helped Bobby Lashley against the New Day in the Bloodline, they kind of mm -hmm. were, but then they weren't. They all got buried by Goldberg that one night in, Crown in Saudi Arabia, and, and now here we are. And they come out and attack Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley proceeds to whip their ass um, all throughout the show, uh, all throughout the, uh, arena, all throughout the ringside area, I mean, um, yeah, he, uh, threw, he threw Cedric up against the, the ring post, he speared Shelton yeah. Benjamin through the barricade, it was just, uh, it was just not, not it, man, it was genuinely, genuinely just not it, um, and, while this is all going down, the Usos jump in the ring and super kick Seth Rollins as Raw ends. <sighs> and yeah, that God. was fucking Raw. Um, Dude, kill me. WWE, Jonathan Fedno. What's going on, man? Thanks for coming What's back, up, bro. Man? Uh, WWE is bringing back the Bella Twins for the Rumble, and nobody wants to see them. 100% agree, bro. 100% agree. Uh, half of the people. I didn't know that they were bringing Cameron back until the other day. I forgot oh. she had a brief little run in AEW. Do you remember that? 
She did? Yeah, when she was Ariane Andrews. Dude. I, I didn't remember that. <laughs> single memory. <laughs> I didn't remember that at all. It was in 2020. Damn. It was a while ago. Oh, God. Oh, but yeah, man, it. half of that field nobody wants to see, bro. Uh, at this point, mm -hmm. uh, don't even do a women's rumble this <clears> year because there's nobody you could put in it. They fucking released everybody. They don't even have 30 women on the roster. And as a result, now we have to watch Kelly Kelly. Uh, this does, this oh, Kelly, Kelly hurts Mark. the, hurt, hurt, this hurts <laughs> the women's division uh, more, more than, than it helps good. it. You know? Exactly. Um, this is just a disgrace having people like kelly kelly and the bell twins come back yeah god but, but you know you know who i want to see in the chat my guy the other day that told me told us that chris jericho was gonna be in the royal rumble man, uh, what happened man. to that guy man what happened to him i want him to come back so i can laugh at him <laughs> i thought chris jericho was gonna be in the rumble man come on what the hell me, man. that's what he told us what the fuck he had my hopes up yeah, I hope so, man. He really did. Because we heard today that WWE is not willing to open the forbidden door to <laughs> AEW. What a shocker. Shocker, man. That's such a fucking shocker. Man, I really thought, man. Come man, on. I thought we were going to see... Oh, who's that? He's a funny person. <laughs> I thought we were going to see fucking Luger. Trent Beretta and fucking... In, in the Royal Rumble, man. Luger. I really did. Fucking Luger. <laughs> Fucking Luger. I totally thought we were going to see um, Brandy in the Women's Rumble. At that point, just fucking, fucking just retire the match at that point. <laughs> if I hear that fucking music, bro, oh my lord. Oh god. Yeah, we actually got some news to talk about with Cody Rhodes on Friday. I'm sure everybody heard oh, the interesting yeah. news, but uh, crazy, bro. did you hear about the possibility of him going back to WWE? That's Cap, bro. That's yeah. Not, his yeah. brother is in AEW. His wife is the reality TV show. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was brought up as a possibility of him going back to WWE, but apparently... WWE doesn't want him back because he's burned his bridge. How exactly has he burned his bridge? What did he do that Literally. was so bad <clears throat> that he burned his bridge? He didn't sign with them. And to them, that's burned the bridge, bro. It yeah, really is. It is, unfortunately. But this all this man did was go out there and bet on himself and burned a bridge. Ridiculous. But we'll get to that on Friday. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, just so you guys don't take any false news out of this, Cody Rhodes is not going back to WWE. And I find God, it absolutely no. hilarious, the people that were saying, oh, we're going to see Cody in the Rumble. <laughs> we this ain't TNT him. champ. Bro, get the fuck out of here. Um, AEW Dynamite. Dynamite opens up. With Adam Cole and Red Dragon mm -hmm. side by side. Hey. Adam Cole comes out, and I think he's starting to let um, 
where his heart lies slipped through the cracks a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, he called Red. He said um, he said that uh, this is a new era in AEW. That popped the crowd, obviously. Oh, massively. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that one obviously got the crowd going. So he says it's a new era. He's standing next to the best tag team on this planet. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting little line there, for sure. Which, you know, in like three years when this actually gets paid off, we're going to look back at this line and be like, hmm. Damn, finally got the match. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. But no, Adam Cole, Adam Cole says that, um, he says that he's standing next to the best tag team on this planet. Uh, thought that was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately out come the Young Bucks. And they're telling, uh, and uh, they're saying like to Adam Cole, like, yo, like, what's up, bruh? And um, they come down to the ring and they tell Red Dragon that this is their company. They're the longest reigning tag team champs in AEW history, and the ner- and their New Year's resolution is to get the belts back. Kyle O'Reilly mm. took uh, took the mic. Um, little less joking from him. If I had to nitpick, I like mm-hmm. if if I had to nitpick, I want to see a little less joking from him. It kind of reminds me of his NXT stuff. A little bit. It's kind yeah. of putting a bad He's taste in my mouth. Get uh, that out of system. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, um, the Landon is funny, but when he's directly like talking to the Bucks, a lot, le- yeah, a lot, just... a little less joking. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. exactly. When I, when I think of like perfect humor, Kyle O'Reilly, I think of uh, uh, 2017, like 2018, yep. when he was um, um. You know, doing his his little stunts every takeover where he would like scream and like fall down, or or when he hit himself in the head with the chair. Yep, when you go to hit the fucking chair and it's the ropes and bounces back in his face, (laughs) like probably I forget when he fucking did the uh, and just collapsed. Oh yeah, Uh... bro just passed out. But yeah, but when he like. Promo-wise, when he's directly talking to a tag team, I want to see a little less joking from him. Um, exactly. Yeah, so only because, you know, if they really want to pull this off, I want them to kind of give that, uh, we're not supposed to, we're not, we're, we're kind of like, uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're not really liked here kind of exactly. thing. We were the outsiders at one point, and we haven't forgot exactly. that. Because, you know, I want to, I want to see... Uh, them kind of tap into uh, the undisputed era a little bit, but um, exactly. Yeah, man. But uh, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, uh, um, Adam Cole says, "Oh, he grabs a mic out of Bobby Fish's hands. He says, oh, this is a great idea. A little bit of friendly competition. This is a super group. You could kind of tell where they're going here. I love this. I love mm-hmm. this uh, yeah, first love segment this. personally." I think they actually gave this some direction. I think they kind of let us know that they are moving forward and they're not taking steps backward with this uh, by having exactly. Adam Cole constantly switch off who he's cool with. He clearly is cooler yes. with Red Dragon and he is just mm-hmm. 
doesn't want to, I guess, reveal that to the Bucks yet. Uh, perhaps yeah, they're like... waiting on one more member. Hmm. Hmm. Which, uh, exactly, you know, the way the way this company's run, that man will probably be released uh, within the coming weeks now that his belt is retired. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. His belt did get retired. Oh, you see his all oh, and his matches uh, tomorrow night. Guess who he, he's going against? Bra- Let me guess. Von Wagner. It's not. A new NXT guy, actually. It's one of the only old ones left. Kushida? He just... No, no. He just had his final match in NXT UK. Oh, no shit. Walter. Yep. That man is going to get destroyed and quite possibly released. I feel like they're gearing up for another set of releases. I think Mustafa is going to get his when they do the next batch. And I think it's coming up soon. I'm going to guess in like two or three weeks. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Um, did you see how they had... Did you see kind of where they're going with uh, the style, I guess you could say, of Imperium? Did you see yeah. how all those guys were dressed? I did not, actually. They were dressed Imperium. in turtlenecks. Walter had oh, a yeah. polo on. Not good. Oh, I was trying going to make money. Going to golf. Bro, these guys <laughs> look like a bunch of European gentlemen. Oh, God. Like, at least if they want to make them European gentlemen, give them fucking British suits. Those things are dope. Give them yeah. those. Yeah. If anything, but just Walter wears a trench coat jackets. anyway. Exactly. Like, oh, man. I don't get it. Fucking polo. Bro, gotta get him some flow. <laughs> you know how he does the. You gotta do a back face in the fucking face in the Tron where he's just showing the flow. <laughs> and it just fucking spotlights on his back and it's just V. <laughs> bro, that shit will be fine. <laughs> bro, bro, gotta get blown, bro. Oh, man. That'll be a fucking. I gotta get a blown gimmick. But, um. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, back to this stuff. Um. Yeah, so you could clearly tell kind of where his heart lies. It's kind of just a matter of, uh, I guess, maybe for him trying to be cool with everybody, uh, just for the mm-hmm. sake of, you know, himself and his friends. Um, but uh, at some point, he's going to have yeah. to choose. And uh, Britt Baker comes out uh, because, um, for whatever reason... The best friends interrupt them, and Yay. brawl breaks out. Chris Statlander gets in Adam Cole's face. Britt Baker runs out there, and next week we're getting Adam Cole and Britt Baker versus uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Statlander, and I think they're doing this now to get this out of the way. Um, yeah, to, to get, get this all the out of the way. They want to do. Yeah, to get this out of the way before Adam Cole really has to you know, nosedive into Settle down. Yeah, into mm-hmm. this whole paragon thing. But um yeah man, so that's uh yeah, that's that's that man. Finally that was that segment. That, and, and I'm yes. happy for it. Yeah. You finally Damn. know which way it's pointed. Absolutely, absolutely. For sure. And I love it. Um Yeah, it seemed like for too long it was just 
they it seemed like it was confusing. It was confusing. It was genuinely confusing, man. But Wardlow versus CM Punk. <laughs> CM Punk got destroyed mm-hmm. by Wardlow. And anytime that CM Punk was about to be finished, and anytime Wardlow was about to uh, you know, finish him off. MJF mm-hmm. would give him some ridiculous order that make no sense. And it Just was Yeah, and it was uh it was almost evident he wanted to keep Wardlow he wanted to keep Wardlow um uh from beating CM Punk because anytime yeah. Wardlow was going to hit the power bomb symphony, I think he calls it, or the symphony power bomb. Um something like that. MJF would tell him to do something stupid that doesn't make any sense and keep him from, you know, getting the victory. And, uh, yeah, CM Punk ends up winning this match by a Mm roll-up. MJF and Wardlow get in each other's faces. Sean Spear breaks it up, and Wardlow storms off all pissed off. And, man, it's it's going to happen this year for sure. It's going to happen this year for sure. Wardlow is going to get sick. And sick and sick and sick and tired of this dude. Uh, constantly fucking everything up for him. He had a great uh, winning streak going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been unstoppable. He's been great. He beat CM Punk. He was, I was going to say, he went from beating a bunch of jobbers to now possibly adding a guy like CM Punk onto that list. And... It didn't happen, so, bro. So Wardlow storms off, all pissed off at MJF. And man, was this good, bro. More seeds being planted. This is how you do something where there's direction. Exactly. There's a clear direction that makes sense. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's the right and choice. It's just, it's just the story of just Wardlow just getting fed up. He's where he's just done. Like, I think kayfabe wise at this point Warlow's mentally just done with this group you you could tell when we get to rampage i'll talk about it you could just tell a look on his face his character you know it's just it, he does it perfectly where he's just done you know you know just, you, you know what i think will be a nice touch hmm. after he breaks up with mjf this is just a small touch if they give him a Wardlow is all elite thing because you know how it's been like he's oh, employed true. by mjf yep yeah, he, yeah. Dope, I would like to that'd see that dope. as a nice little touch, kind of. Uh huh. Like, when do you think this year they'll do the next Diamond Ring match? Because they did it pretty late last year. Because the perfect person to ever, you know, first person besides MJF to be uh, the Diamond Ring holder would perfect for Wardlow to take that accolade from MJF. Quite possibly, yeah. I would like that. I would like that. I don't think late. Yeah, I don't think there'd be anybody, you know, better to take that, you know, from makes, from MJF. Yeah, makes perfect sense for him to take it from him. For sure, for sure. Max Caster and Anthony hey. Bowens of the acclaimed. I love seeing these guys on AEW Dynamite, man. Do you remember what their rap was? Don't re- oh, I remember it was about the uh, video package. I don't remember the rap itself yeah, going I, to the ring. Damn, I don't. What what was their rap uh, video package? 
it was on a rampage. And they were making fun of Sting and shit. Oh, okay. What, the, what was the line they had? What was the hook of it? Oh, I forgot the hook of it. But it was funny, though. It was real funny. Yeah, he talked about, uh, I think his raps mentioned something about Bear Country having erectile dysfunction. Something like that, I think. I think yeah. something like that. Yeah, so, um... The Acclaim pick up the victory here. I love seeing these guys climb through the ranks, man. I love watching uh, a team just constantly improve and and get more TV time as good as the Acclaimed. Yeah, because these guys are 100% AEW's tag team of the future, bro. These guys got it all, bro. Afterwards, they get attacked by Sting and Darby Allin, though. So that was was it for this week Mm -hmm. for the Acclaimed. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, uh, no, Dante Martin defeat Powerhouse Hobbs. Serena Deeb beat the holy hell out of Hikaru Shida, um, Mm -hmm. putting her on the shelf. I think she's going to film something. I think that's why she's being put on the shelf. I think she's going, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it was film something, but I know she's going off to do something. For the time being, so they rid her off television, um, you know, for for a minute. So, yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I guess we'll go over the main event now because it was kind of, eh. um, yeah. Sammy, Sammy Guevara versus, uh, um, what the hell is his name? Daniel Garcia. Uh, Daniel mm-hmm. Garcia. I wonder. The fact that Cody is a free agent, is that why they have an interim TNT champ? I think so. I think just in case something happens to, like, Cody or, you know what I mean, just where he, you know, can't do anything anytime soon, I think that's the real reason they did the interim. Because we've been wondering, like, why would they do it if he's only out with COVID? He's not signed, apparently, so that makes sense to why they have the interim now, just in case something, just as a plan b you always gotta have a plan b yeah for sure for sure yeah um yeah sammy guevara beat daniel garcia here and then afterwards he was attacked by 2.0 and then jericho (laughs) came out and kingston and uh, lax and it was uh the jericho show once again overshadowing everything literally trying to at least it's it's bad I heard that Kingston got injured on Dark or something, so... Oh, man. Oh, God. I hope not, because I can't deal with just Jericho again. Now, at that point, uh, just pull him from scrap TV. The story. Until, yeah, scrap exactly. it. Come back to it in a, in a year or so, a couple months. Something you like know. that. Something Whenever it. you need a side feud. Yep. Yeah. Just, yeah, if Kingston's hurt, please scrap this shit. I'm tired of it. Please. Uh, Hangman Page is out in the ring. Dan Lambert comes out and starts uh, comparing him to great cowboy legends uh, from, you know, when Dan Lambert was growing up. And and uh, he's telling Adam Page that he is not a real cowboy. And Dan Lambert, while he's making his way to the ring, we hear the music of Lance Archer. Shit, Lance Archer genuinely, genuinely was a, a 
really good surprise, man. It was a really good yeah. surprise. Uh, yeah, Lance Archer. Lance Archer comes back after his concussion in the... That was before full gear. That was in October. Damn. When he hit his head. It's been out for that long. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I'm glad Crazy. he's yeah, I'm glad he's okay, man. I know he was mm -hmm. talking about um it hurting when he sneezed. I can't imagine that yeah. after yeah, uh and how, you know, his his neck his neck just hurt. It it, it hurt to sneeze. And when you put it like that, I could just imagine, because, you know, sneezing oh. is something that everybody does just on a regular basis. Like, can you imagine every time you sneeze a day, your neck is just throbbing? I can only imagine. <clears throat> I can Fuck only imagine, that. bro, uh, the the pain that this man probably went through uh, over the past couple months. But I'm glad he's okay now. Mm -hmm. I'm glad he's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, man, so he comes out there. Dan Lambert scared shitless. He runs in the ring. Lance jumps in the ring with him, grabs Dan Lambert uh, by his shirt, and then attacks Adam Hangman Page. Mm -hmm. He attacks Hangman, he hits him with the blackout on a uh, folded open chair, which looked brutal, looked great. Uh, and then he oh, held yeah. up the AEW World Championship, bro, and may I say, <laughs> the belt looked very good oh, on him. Gonna... You see that pick, bro? Yeah. That picture they got he, he does look good with that thing bro i wouldn't i'm not saying he's take from hangman i think I, there's some people i would take over him to take it from hangman but he should definitely hold that thing in the future 100 percent, 100 percent. or sure. if anything i'll make him the next tnt champ yeah well who's the champ now oh Cody. Guevara. oh oh yeah, oh, Cody yeah. oh yeah and then when Cody is the full champ again, perfect person to beat Cody. Yeah, for and man, sure. I would love to see Cody get his ass beat. Uh, you know, you know us. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Lance looked incredible with this. The only problem here, TK. You, I tell me, you did not bring this man back. To lose another championship match. That's what got me scared when that match happened, man. See, I don't think I don't I don't think they'll they'll take it I don't think they'll take no. it off of Hangman. Uh, but it's got me scared not for Hangman but for Archer. How yeah, many times does this guy gotta fucking lose a championship match before people say? This guy is not a fucking murder hawk monster. This guy's a fucking murder hawk loser. Oh, you know he's I mean? fucking Bray Wyatt in that bitch. Yeah, you know honestly, I mean? honestly, yeah. That's 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 what Bray it reminds Wyatt, me of. Twenty said he just loses. Twenty fifteen Bray Wyatt. Twenty fourteen Bray Wyatt. The main event jobber. You know what I mean? That's what that... I would have the TNT title derail him from the world title. There have you go. Something because, um, you know. Lambert and Scorpio Sky want TNT title. So, and he just kind of attacked Hangman, but Lambert was there. So somehow out of that translate to him also wanting that TNT title. And if you want a good, well, he's healed too. So I was about to say, but maybe have it from Lance and Lance. And then Sky can beat Lance because I was saying, man, 
This guy has been warming up to me, man. I gotta say. Yeah, I've been liking that been. dude. I can't lie. He's been very good lately. He's been very good lately. Keep it up, man. He will have earned himself a spot on Career Resurgence of the Year. Um, I mean, definitely, bro. A nominee definitely. for sure. If he keeps it up, bro. If he keeps it up. But, um, yeah, man. How many times are you going to put this guy in this spot before he is not the murder hawk monster anymore and he's just a fucking exactly. loser? Uh, the main event jobber. But, uh, yep. he attacks Hangman, and I will say, man. Not at all the right spot to put this guy in. Not at all. Um, I do think this is going to happen at Beach Break. I don't think this Mm -hmm. is going to be the Revolution main event. I I just don't. I I just, yeah, I just don't see that at all. Um, But yeah, man. So Lance Archer, Lance Archer uh, makes his return. But I will say this was not a good move. Not at all. No, not at all. He's. He can't win, you know what no. I mean. Uh, Archer needs a win. Hangman needs a win. Hangman can't lose. So what's on, what does that narrow down to, man? Archer has to lose, and that is not good this for him man. at all. Exactly. This match cannot come through. Something's got to derail him. Something. Absolutely. Something in that storyline. Absolutely. Uh, Pac. Pac is um, filming vignettes, almost, uh, video packages. Mm-hmm. He got missed in, you know, both of his eyes. And he was filming vignettes where he was talking about how he will never get his... He might, he might never get his sight back, but now... He sees everything for what they for what it really is. He sees mm-hmm. everything for what it really is, and uh, this this has a lot of people thinking. Uh, the first thing I said when I seen these, I believe I live tweeted it, was um, mm-hmm. these vignettes remind me of the old two thousand and seventeen, the old two th- mm-hmm. wait yeah the old two thousand and seventeen. Yeah, Alistair Black vignettes, you know, um, with the candles in the background, he was sitting, you know, Indian style, yeah, Mm -hmm. crisscross, so very, very interesting uh, here, and he pulled out a tarot card at the end that said justice on it, which you mentioned to me the other day, Malachi Black has those same, uh, has those same cards posted on his Instagram page, man, so... Or they Story. were, I believe. I, I, I can't Fun remember. Story. Yeah, right, there you go. So, oh man, oh man, it's got a the lot of people thinking. Do you think this is Pac going to be another member of the House of Black? I do not. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a swerve. A lot of people are. A lot of people are thinking it. Perfect swerve. The card he had meant justice. He's going to want justice for himself. So I think he's going to like look like he's about to join them and then switch it up on him. Okay. I can, I can oh, see I that. Hope. I mm-hmm. can see that. Hell yeah, man. Um, what about you, man? 
I think this guy needs to uh, have some justice for his fucking creative. I think he needs to get out of the, the death triangle. I think he <laughs> needs to get out of the death triangle. With that, that doesn't mean I want to see him in the House of Black. I We've been saying this for a long time, man. Pac needs to be a loner. Pac he needs does. to be a loner. 100%. Which would I choose? I would choose the House of Black over the death triangle. Or if you are going to put him in something, definitely. Mm-hmm. If yeah, if if you really want to put this man in a faction, I would totally say have him dump those fucking guys and, and go mm. with the uh, go with the House of Black. But when it all boils down to it, what I really want to see in the end is Pac be a loner because that's just where he thrives the best. Anybody who watched 205 Live in 2016 and 17 knows that. Um, exactly. But uh, how good yeah, he man. Knows. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And we always say uh, it's a shame how he comes over to AEW and his booking is is worse. You know what I mean? We always yeah. say we want to see the king. We want to see the king. We, we want to see, see king, uh, something, uh, you know, like that. So we want to see that something level. that resembles, you know, yeah, something on that level, bro. And we haven't got that so far. But I like where they're going here. Uh, he sees things for how they really are. I hope he sees that uh, under that cloth, I hope he sees that Alex Oberhantes is a fucking idiot and he drags the whole act down uh, along mm, with the Lucha Bros and the group is just not good. I hope he sees that. Um, I really hope he does. Yeah, I think he needs to do justice for his creative. Um, that's what I think he needs to do justice for. But... <laughs> Do I think the Do I think AEW will put him in the House of Black? Um, I mean, there's a chance they might do something different. Yeah, I I could see there being a chance, and I think whatever he's doing, whatever whatever he will do in the House of Black will be whatever then it will be better than whatever he was doing with Death Triangle. Yeah. So I, I think it would be a better fit, but do I think they're going to do it? I could see it. I can, but... But then I could also see them swerving us. Mm-hmm. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say no. I hope what he really sees is that he needs to be alone. I think that's... That's, that's what I hope he sees. That's, that, that's, that's a no-brainer. Um, do I think he'd be great in the group? Absolutely, but I just think he needs to be alone. I just think he needs to be alone. Exactly. For sure. 100%, bro. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I see a lot of people... A lot of... I see... I keep... I kept seeing a lot of people saying that they want uh, Wyndham in the House of Black. What? I kept yeah. seeing that, bro. Yeah, I, that's... I just don't, oh, God. That's what I said. I said people the money... The money is in seeing the House of Black versus the cult versus. of Wyndham. That's some heat. That's, that's some money. That's where the fucking money is, bro. You get you get a big guy to combat a Brody King like Rowan and Bo oh, and and Bray. Uh, ooh, you got to go crazy. You know man. what I mean? You find some way to shimmy Rosemary out of her deal, and man, oh man, mm -hmm. ooh, oh, man, crazy and Steve. Those two would be fucking fantastic additions to oh. a Cult of Wyndham or a House of Black. It doesn't matter, bro. Either one, exactly. Um, yeah, that those two. Fire. Yeah, those two need to get out of Impact, bro. They have so much more they to really offer. They really do. They have so exactly. much more to offer. Um, so much more. 
Oh yeah, not to mention before before um Wardlow's match, they played like this uh vignette of like a mm. of like a, a choir. Um it was really cool. It was really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's on their YouTube page. It's like a vignette and it, they were talking about uh his symphony of destruction. It was really dope. It was really dope oh, actually. Thanks. Um yeah, and then the last thing we got to talk about for Dynamite is the most important thing that happened on Dynamite. Matt mm-hmm. Hardy. This isn't the most important thing. We'll get to it in a minute. Matt Hardy versus Pentagon. Uh, this match, this match, uh, this match, you know, happened, and it, it was, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't atrocious. Um, yeah. Pentagon beat Matt Hardy. Um, Pentagon beat Matt Hardy, and uh, him... Penta and Alex Oberhantes were in the ring. Penta said some shit in Spanish. Uh, Alex Oberhantes grabbed the mic and was going to translate. Um, uh, and then after Penta did his, you know, zero, and then he put it down and the lights went out. This is my favorite. This might this might be my favorite part of the whole segment. The lights come back on and Malachi Black just fucking nails Alex Oberhantes oh, with a fucking big boot to the face. It was hilarious, bro. She fucking dude just levels his ass, bro. So, so he starts, uh, he starts beating up, and I love how Pentagon just stood there and just watched him kick him in the face. So man, just get fucking god. So, so Black and um, Black and uh, Pentagon were trading strikes, and man, if this was any tease. Good lord, that shit looked mm-hmm. heat. Those two were that trading kicks and shit. Oh, it looked great. Mm-hmm. It looked great. The Varsity Blondes and Julia Hart come out. Uh, they start attacking. They start attacking uh, Black. They're jumping him. Everybody starts chanting uh, Brody King. Mm-hmm. This is what I thought was weird, man. This is what I thought was weird. Speaking of this House of Black, Julia Hart hops up on the apron and she's screaming at Penta, Griff, and Pillman. She's screaming at them stop. to stop. She's screaming, mm-hmm. stop, stop, stop. So they stop. Black starts laughing. She's still wearing an eye patch. Black starts laughing. He counts one, two, three. And when he points uh, three at Pentagon, the lights go out. Everybody pops. And in this moment, I said to myself, I swear to fucking God, if Black is standing on the stage oh. by himself, I'm going to lose my shit. Glorious. He was not. Look. He was not. As a matter of fact, he was sitting crisscross in the corner, which was badass as hell. And the lights oh, come yeah. on, and it is Mr. Brody King, bro. Brody Man. King has arrived in All Elite Wrestling. He... I forgot how fucking big this dude was. I met him. Uh, he, I mean, he was he was fucking huge then. But man, when you look at him on TV, he just yeah, he, he looks that much bigger. Yeah, he, he's a he's a big fucking guy, man. He's a big guy. But um, he kicks Pillman. Um, he kicks Pillman. Um, beats up on Garrison. Beats up on Penta. Throws Griff into Pillman in the corner. Does a uh. What is that move that Kevin Owens called? Uh, Kevin Owens calls uh, his running move in the, the running flip. 
cannonball. He does a cannonball <laughs> in the corner to um, Brian Pillman, and that looked fucking brutal, that was man. Brutal. That oh, looked yeah, fucking man. brutal. Black sits up, starts laughing, grabs Griff Garrison, gets him up in suplex position, lifts him up, throws him at Brody for a power slam. This shit looked beautiful. Black's oh, music man. started playing while those two were standing there. And uh, Excalibur uh, said, the kings of the Black Throne have arrived in All Elite Wrestling. But next week, they are calling them uh, versus the Varsity Blondes. They are calling them the House of Black, which I like a lot better. Save the Uh, kings of the Black Throne for uh, PWG. In AEW, you got the House of Black faction, just call them the House of Black. You don't want to have too many names here. I don't want people them in their confusion. They don't want to start that up again. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, Julia Hart, if you notice, while this was all happening, she was outside just pacing. She wasn't flipping out or nothing. She no, was man, just pacing so. back and forth. So, man. Curious. I don't think they're going to put her in that group either. I think kayfabe-wise, he's just using her to get to those two. He used to fuck with them. But I would, I, I'm not too sure about her joining them. I don't know either. I just see an endless line of Alexa Bliss comparison. She can't really exactly. wrestle. You know what I mean? It, She'll uh, be pretty cringy if she yeah. just goes full into it. So you need say... you need a woman. You need a woman that somebody can you know take seriously in that role. Uh, Rosemary comes to mind. Clean, uh, fix up Abaddon's look a little bit, and I think she would be fine. Like somebody who's creepy. You don't want to get somebody who's like an Alexa Bliss kind of creepy. Yeah. Just, where she's like, you gotta get creepy, but mostly everybody knows her like, for being pretty. So it's like exactly. It's you just, just gotta get someone who's just fucking creepy, man. Yeah, somebody who's just you know serious, like not really an attractive person, I guess. But like, would you? you know, Dope mm-hmm. in that fucking group for a woman put in that group. Fucking Asuka when she used to wear her face paint, bro. She would be great. Would Another be one. Rhea Ripley. Perfect. Rhea Ripley would be perfect. Yeah. He just posted her on his Instagram wearing his clothes. The the black. Yeah. Black friends. Yeah. Craft, black, I think. Black or, craft. Yeah. Or black mass. It's called black mass, I think. Oh. Rhea Ripley would be fucking perfect in that group, bro. She She would be perfect. Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. Um, Personally, that's who I would put, honestly, now that I just said that. Uh, Mm. If I were to choose any chick, I think Rhea would look fucking sick in that group. Um, Pretty good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Asuka would be cool. You change her... Yeah, change her uh, look up uh, in terms of colors. Um, yeah, make it a little dark. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know how she used to have like the green like uh, uh, drips coming out of her eyes. Yeah, have that be that black. black. That'd be fucking dope, bro. Like a red, like a blood red. Yeah, that shit would be yeah. fire. Yeah, that would be sick, man. That would be sick. Like I said. Clean up Abaddon's look a little bit, make her a little more human based and not yeah. so much of a living zombie. And let that sink in the <laughs> air for Rob a minute. Zombie. Um, yeah, you, uh, yeah, humanize her a little bit, yeah. and I think she'll be fine. But 
you know, the whole crawling and her. Yeah, and the the premise behind her thing is she thinks she's a zombie. Honestly, that makes her, that makes me think that she's um, trying to be Eugene. But exactly. I don't, that that just looks fucking stupid as hell to me. Um, me. Exactly. I can't take it seriously. Yeah, like just walk out there like a normal person. Like, bro, you know, fucking zombie. What the fuck? God. That don't make no sense. I don't know. I don't know whose idea that was. But yeah, humanize her. Change the look up a little bit. And I think, I think she'll be, I think she'd be okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I think so. I think she'd be okay. So the point where she doesn't have to wrestle because you want to hide the flaws and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, use her for, you know, things she's good at. And I think her in kind of a Rosemary role where she's like a manager for them, kind of, I think would be, would be sick as hell. And like I said, make her a human and not a living zombie? Question mark? dumb or if we're just shambling around she's fucking cosplaying exactly <clears throat> exactly man um yeah not too much not too much on rampage um not too much happening on rampage we got this acclaimed music video which i'm upset i missed um I- i'm sure you can tell us what you thought about it real quick um but yeah what do you think about that was it was it good it was really good, man. It was funny. It was good, and it, it's what it needed to be, bro. It was entertaining. Loved the acclaimed. Loved what they they were fucking like this warehouse. Just, I, I think he was throwing a skateboard around and shit. It was hilarious, man. What was the fucking hook to that fucking to their song? It was some <sighs> fuck. I can't remember the hook to it, man. It was funny though. It was a really funny segment, man, and I just love seeing the acclaim just grow and grow. I really like that. For sure, for sure. Um, also, back to the back to Brody King. Um, just want to say, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, um, what a what a great addition to to the roster. Uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna do great. Um, see, I seen a lot of people saying that Cody Rhodes. I seen a lot of people saying that Cody Rhodes thing. Uh, WWE believes that it's a publicity stunt. Oh, I also shit. thought too. I wonder if he's almost taking a pay cut because he knows that there's a lot of free agents on the market. I you see know? him doing that shit because you know he's making fucking good money from that fucking not only reality show but a go big show. Because mm-hmm. so, those shows just they're they're like free money. One of the, a game show to be on, you know. I mean, that's just free money at that point. Yeah. So I, I think that's probably what he's doing, knowing Cody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, not not that, not that you know AEW. I think he struggles with with money because once we get around to all these year ones contracts coming up, I, I know a lot of these people <laughs> are going to be gone. A lot of these people that we just have no idea who the we have no idea if they're even employed or not. Um, Exactly. Yeah, I could, I could. That was a, one of the things I thought personally uh, was like maybe he's like taking a pay cut because uh, just to both. just to get more people in mm-hmm. in the just show. To grow the and then I heard a lot of people saying too, like maybe it's maybe it's Cody like retiring, like he wants to retire soon, and he's kind of just doing this one last run. I think that'd be a waste. 
I think he's I got think the that... most intriguing run of his career coming up, if done exactly. correctly. So, if you want to do it, do it in like three years, two, three years. Then, boom, you could end it off a high note. Everyone will think of you, remember you fondly, man. But right now, I don't know if it will be the best time. But if he really wants, can't stop him, man. Can't yeah. stop him. Exactly. No, you're not retiring. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, man. But, yeah, great addition to, great addition to the roster. Um, We bring this up all the time, man, but trios titles are needed. Uh, at some point, another mid-card championship for the men is going to be needed. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, another great addition of the roster. And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for some of these year ones, too. This talent pool is getting a little too big, especially mm-hmm. when you think about the other names that are coming, that are going to inevitably come in. Exactly. A lot of names, man. So, a lot of fucking names. You got to take some of those. You got to take some of them out. There's a decent amount of them you could just take out. It really is. Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. So, yeah, Brody King, though, great addition. Great addition to the roster. And I'm so excited to see what they can do with this House of Black, man. Um, How many friends does it take for Adam Cole to beat Trent Beretta? None. Zero. Um, apparently, it took all of them. I that's what I heard from this match. Adam yeah. Cole wins the match here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I expect nothing less. Um, exactly. Sean Spears had a match, I believe, with a local competitor. I think. Drew Rivers or whatever the fuck the dude. Oh name yeah, was. That's what his name it was, was Andrew something. Yeah. May I say? I did not know this. I don't know how long he's had this entrance. May I say? I think it's new. I think it is too. I've never seen this shit. Sean Spears' entrance. If you guys have not got a chance to go look at it. It is so fucking heat, bro. It is so heat. He's like sitting on the chair. And he has like a a prelude to his song. Which is like whistles. And that is like creepy whistles. And that shit sounds sounds so dope. And then he's, he's like he's down. like yeah he's like moving his neck like this. He's like moving mm-hmm. his neck and then like you could only see half of his face because he's got the hood on. That shit looks so fucking dope, bro. He that looked shit dope as fuck, bro. He looked like a million bucks. I'm fine. I'm glad people are starting to get around up. to to have cool entrances. And yeah, I'm oh, glad Sean Spears is coming into his own instead of just looking like a dweeb. Um, exactly. And it is nice to see what pe- um, people like Adam Cole and the UE coming in because they know all about that entrance and whatnot. So it's going to be really cool. I can't wait to see theirs. It's, par- it's going to yeah. be the same motion overall as their UE entrance, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I can't wait to see the other little details that they'll create in AEW. Yeah, uh, we had a women's trios match with, I believe... It was Statlander, Layla Hirsch, and I think, I couldn't tell you, versus I think Nyla Rose, Penelope Ford, and the Bunny. Uh, Chris Statlander like picks up the victory for her team. Jay Lethal challenges uh, Ricky Starks for the TN, uh, not the TNT, the FTW Championship. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Finally. finally, this is what I want to see. That thing. Exactly. If you don't, if you don't want to make another mid card title, have the FTW Championship be the workhorse yeah. title. Exactly. You know what I mean. Perfect. Um. Perfect. It's perfect, man. But there, AEW is gonna have to, you know, understand that, you know, that someone from Team Taz may not always have the belt. Which is I mean, fine. Good with that, exactly. It's, it's fine. It, you know, it's I mean, perfectly fine. Yeah, it really is. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, man. As long as the title's in good hands, bro, I don't, I don't see a problem with that whatsoever. This title has been parading around doing nothing for far, 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 far too, too long. long. Put it on Jay Lethal, bro. Please. Do it. Do it. Just do it. Just fucking do it. Yeah. Um Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus Alex Reynolds and John Silver. Fucking Dark Order. We can talk about them. The Dark Order <laughs> suck. Lost. Who Dark cares? Order suck and they lost. Silver and Reynolds Shocker. are such a great team. It's it's really, really, really sad that we have to talk about them and in, in, in flight. A, yeah, in this light where we just genuinely just want them off our TV because they're just cringe as hell. They're a stale act. They just, they fucking mm-hmm. suck, man. They fucking exactly. suck. Um, exactly, man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're just, they're horrible. Uh, but Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus uh, kept the belts here, obviously, man. And that was Rampage. That was Rampage, and that was the week of, that was the week of AEW... Of AEW uh, and WWE television, man. So, hell yeah, man. Yeah, bro. Uh, yeah. So, with that, uh, um, yeah. I mean, awesome, awesome uh, episode of Dynamite. I really liked it. It was a step up from what we've been getting, in my honest opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. All, all uh, for the debut of Brody King man so it was awesome yeah. awesome to see awesome to see Brody King uh finally finally uh make his debut in AEW and yeah like I said a great addition to the roster man yeah I don't know I don't know I don't know about the pay cut thing I don't I don't know uh, that yeah. I don't That's know curious. man very it's yeah. very interesting what's going on with Cody Rhodes at the moment we're going to talk about all about it we're going to talk all about it on Friday but yeah I definitely exactly. I definitely don't think I don't think the company uh, in any in any way is struggling with money, but I could no. just see Cody doing that just because he's fucking Cody. Exactly, that's just, just some Cody shit. Bro. It, it genuinely is. <laughs> I want this money to Cody. go to the next Cody Rhodes. What? Probably, I could probably say. exactly what he said. I want this money not to go to me. I got money. It needs to be put into the future. I don't need a new car. I refuse we to need take the future a paycheck. Professional wrestling. <laughs> Fucking we need Cody. The future of the Nightmare Family. Oh God. Um. <laughs> yeah, very interesting with him, man. But yeah, I will say though, the talent in AEW, man, it's, it's getting heavy, bro. It's getting heavy. It what is, do you bro. think? What do you think, bro? Oh. I was just saying it earlier, bro. Those ones that were there from the beginning that haven't done anything. Gotta, I've made my list before. So I, you guys know it. 
everyone, I think that's everyone with the planes list of people that shouldn't be in that company, man, mm-hmm. but they gotta start not renewing contracts and you start letting people go with into whatever they want to do, man. Gotta and take that level down, man. For sure. For sure, bro. But yeah, amazing debut from Brody King. Like I said, an amazing step up uh, from the past couple Dynamites we've been getting that have just been incredibly lackluster. But um, another horrible week for WWE, man. But that's, that's all I got. That's all I got for the week of wrestling, man. You got anything else? Yeah, that's all I got too, man. Cool, bro. And with that, that is going to do it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast. That is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted, man. This has been episode 74 of Unscripted. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, it has always, always is a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. And that is going to do it for this edition of Notorious Unscripted. Ladies and gentlemen, please like, comment, and subscribe. And we will see you guys on Friday with the news that looks like it is going to be a pretty, pretty stacked episode, man. So we will see you guys on Friday. Peace.